The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Great crowds accompanied Jesus on his way, and he turned and spoke to them. If any man comes to me without hating his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, and his own life too, he cannot be my disciple. Anyone who does not carry his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And indeed, which of you here intending to, buy, to build a tower would not first sit down and work out the cost to see if he had enough to complete it? Otherwise, if he laid the foundation and then found himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers would all start making fun of him and saying, here is a man who started to build and was unable to finish. Or again, what king marching to war against another king would not first sit down and consider whether with 10,000 men he could stand up to the other who advanced against him with 20,000? If not, then while the other king was still a long way off, he would send envoys to sue for peace. So in the same way, none of you can be my disciple unless he gives up all his possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to ask you a question. I haven't done this in a while, but if, you, if you're able to, I'd love to hear your responses because it's important. It's important to me, at least, um, what you think. But the question is... Um, <laughs> it's a question that will make you smile, I think. What is your favourite thing about the church? Now, that's a strange question, but you've got to have something. Otherwise, I don't think we'd faithfully come here again and again. What's your favourite thing about the church in, in, in whatever exactly that means? Because we know church is more than a building. Um, church is more than people gathered even. Church is, church is a big mystery, as, as it says in the Lumen Gentium, the constitutional document. It says the church is a mystery. And, and there might be many things by the way, that are not favourite things of ours. Like, for example, obviously, crisis in the church. That's not a favourite thing. In fact, let's rid the church of that if we can. And please God, we can, in some, in some way. Or maybe it's the indifference of the church. That's pretty displeasing, when the church seems to have no heart whatsoever. It's just an authority. Well, I doubt that's any of our favourite thing in the church. What would people call the irrelevance of the church? Oh, nothing they say really connects to my life. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I get my wisdom elsewhere. <laughs> I get my consolation and my peace and my joy elsewhere. Sure. Or maybe people say that the church is outdated. It's certainly very ancient. But I don't think I agree that it's outdated. So if you're courageous, what would you say your favourite thing about the church is? Does anyone have something that brings them here, Sunday after Sunday, year after year, decade after decade. Peace received. The peace received. I heard someone say the people. Was that you? No. no. Who said people? Oh, the people. Good on you. The people. That's good. Anything else? Story. Story. The Holy Eucharist. The Holy Eucharist. The belief that God is there. Sorry? The belief that God is here. That's good. Anything else? Sorry? 
Your priest. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> I like his long homies. No. Um, good. Good. Well, just by that, we've, we've already named something that the document gives us. There's this beautiful uh, work that was written by Avery Dulles, I think it was, and it's called The Models of the Church. It says the church is many things at once, you know, and by our different personalities, we're drawn to different facets of the church. So I might be someone who loves proclaiming the truth and, and um, you know, I'm like a big megaphone in society. And so I love the church as herald. Cool. That's not all the church is. Uh, so I can lean into that, but the church is more than my, my desire to be a herald. Or we had the Blessed Sacrament. Yes, um, the church is a sacramental. The church itself is a sacrament. That's not all it is. It's more. So the church is this mysterious thing that we gather in. And it, I think all of us must intuit that there's more there than meets the eye. Otherwise, we would have, I think we would have stopped coming here a long time ago. I really do. We would have said, yep, that thing's run dry. I drained all the juice out of it. It's just pulp now. I'm going to move on and get some different fruit. No, we know that there's something infinitely deep here that's worth pressing, 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 and never ending. A few days ago, we had the Feast of St. Augustine, who coined this phrase, um, the total Christ, or the, the totus Christus, the total Christ. We know that Jesus is not just another prophet, not just another teacher, not just another sage who appears on the scene. But Jesus comes to us and he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father who no one has seen. I'm God enfleshed, fully human, fully divine. That's very, very important for all Christians to believe. If you don't believe that, you're really off the track of Christianity altogether. Fully human, fully divine. But, but Augustine added an element. He said, the total Christ is also fully you, us. The total Christ, the mystical body of Christ is not just an individual named Jesus. It's not just the eternal son of God but is everything collected up into him. And that means us here, but that means us who can't gather here. That means us who've fallen away from the practice. That means us who've been baptized and have never been acquainted with the rest of the church life. It means all of us have been brought up into the body of Christ. The total Christ is that thing. And I think, I'd venture a guess that we love that Christ. Maybe to different degrees and at different times that love is tested, but I think we love that Christ. That's why we gather here. That's why we gather ritually, sacramentally, socially. We have tea afterwards to, to keep the Christ together, you know. We love this Christ. Being an ambassador of this Christ is very, very important. And it's, it's our mission, really, to bring more and more people into the total Christ, to fill Christ up with the whole world. That's our mission. And there's a reason we do that, because it can't be done in anyone else. You can't do it in another figure, and you can't do it in no one. I, I was talking to a lady at BAM just before, and um, it came out that I was a priest. I try not to put that on the, when I'm doing music stuff, I'm just there as Ashwin. But um, when we got to the idea of me being a priest, she said, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come to the church. And I thought, that's okay. But I feel like there's a disconnect that's happened here where, you know, sometimes people are put off by our tradition. They think it's rigid. But tradition is just something that's been handed on. And I think all of us are handing on stuff all the time. Every parent is handing something on to their kids. And if you handed it on for 2,000 years, you'd have a pretty big deposit of tradition there. 
this is how we do this and this is why it works it means something okay i want to say this then and this is for us to be ambassadors of this christ to to believe not just implicitly we believe it implicitly and that's why we're here but to believe it explicitly and to be able to articulate it there's something infinitely worth being gathered up into christ there's something this nothing can replace being gathered up into the person of christ and therefore we want we don't want anyone to miss that because if they miss it they've missed all of life really they've missed everything that endures now thankfully christ himself is on the lookout for them so it's not like all hope is lost but let's let's reinvigorate our desire to gather all the nations into the peace of god's kingdom into the peace of christ into the very sinews of the flesh of of who he is there's one last thing i want to say and it's about believing that jesus who is alive who is here in his risen glory really is someone who speaks to us deeper than than anyone else could who knows us more than anyone else could even more than we know ourselves i promise myself that i was going to pick up on a story with i was just at um alex's house and i was we were watching the soccer and um liz was asking me a question about meaning you know and how do you know that there's something deeper in the in in the word that's that's there and i thought to myself like a lot of what guides my my life in general but my religious life and my engagement with the word is knowing that jesus is more like jesus is an infinite well and when he says something i'd really be a fool to stop at the first layer because he's got to mean more than my 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 quick little glance at what he said you know and if and if you don't think so listen to that reading again unless you hate your father and hate your mother and hate your spouse and hate your children and even hate yourself and you think does jesus want me to tear my family apart is that what he's asking me to do he can't be saying that 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 would be insane let's leave this man let's not follow him let's not tell anyone about him lock him up put him away what is he saying this is the this is the rearranging that i would like to invite myself as a sinner but but all of us i'd like to invite us to do this very diligent very intentional rearranging of our interests if there's any part of me that wants to take christ and put him inside my life and here's my life and it's very organized and there's the slot where jesus fits that's precisely not christ that's not what jesus is inviting us to because if you if you take that to its extreme it's a kind of hatred for who jesus is it's a misunderstanding of who he is jesus doesn't just fit in my life like like you know uh music and um uh food and other stuff that i like no my life and your life and your father's life and your spouse's life and your whole nation and and all of everything fits in christ it fits in him if there's anything in me that doesn't understand that 
arrangement, I got to shake things up and rearrange it. And I got to do it urgently. Jesus says, unless you change his words, basically, unless you realize that I am who I am, that's his great greeting, I am that I am, unless you realize who he is, and then you allow everything that you have, everything that you are, everything that you love, to, to come gently into the person of Christ, to find its order in him, and it will, it will. As it says in the psalm, in every age, Lord, you have been our refuge, you've been our home, you've been the great geography of who we are. Then our journey can begin, and we can go out to the nations and bring them inside that Christ, the Totus Christus.